Welcome to The Connected Podcast. This is Lydia, Daryl, Hannah and Simon. We're four friends from the UK and beyond discussing how the Bible connects to life as a teen today. Stick around for hilarious banter, Bible talk, topics you want to hear about, people you can relate to and plenty of fun and random shenanigans. But for real, we want you to be equipped with biblical truth and boldness to be able to go out in the world and be grounded in your faith. So it's crazy that I'm saying this, but this is the last episode of our first season of the Connected Podcast. So crazy. Just, I know, it's crazy, it's sad, it's been quite the season, quite the journey, Um, but we've had fun doing our rapid fires at the end of a lot of our episodes, although we realise a lot of times they're not as rapid as we expect them to be. Um, But for now, we're going to spend a whole episode doing actual rapid fire and all of our rapid fire questions are going to have to do with dating so we're going to go around the table um, and each of us will have a question that we have to answer and we're going to have three minutes to answer the question and Daryl and I are going to have timers going and so we're actually going to stop you like if you don't finish your answer in three minutes that's it too bad we're going to move on to the next one and so yeah. I feel like the timer should also be pointed out. It's for you and Daryl as well. Like I feel like that was very one-sided, <laughs> that Hannah and Simon yeah. are the ones that need to be stopped here. But let's be real. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Actually that's really that's really kind of and, and let's be honest. They were it was directed at me. It wasn't directed at Hannah, it wasn't directed at anybody else, it was directed at me. And I'll be honest, it's directed at me too. I know I can be long winded just as much much as the next person. So are we ready? We're going to start out with our first question. And I will say too that these questions have come from, so Hannah, Simon and I, and Daryl too, we have worked with young people and with youth for quite a while. And so we've had um, a lot of questions that people come to us about, about dating. And so these are questions that we have been asked by young people over the past years of our ministry with them. Um, And so we're hoping to put them all in one place too. And hopefully they're things that you have thought about as well. Um, So the first question is for Daryl. And it's this. Can I flirt to convert? Oh boy. All right. So this is my soapbox moment because this was me when I was a teenager. Uh, 16 slash 17 year old Daryl was very, very keen on flirting to converting. Um, Don't do it. It's a horrible idea on multiple aspects. Um, First off, flirting to converting, like flirting to convert. It's yeah, it's it's so easy to fall into sin. I mean, you're you know, you're trying to to get in. You're trying to associate yourself and trying to basically save someone that you can't save. The saving isn't yours to do. Um, that is Christ's work. And so that is not something you can do, first and foremost. Um, and second, it's super dangerous. I, um, yeah, I was roped into things that I probably shouldn't have gotten roped into. Um, and I started, you know, I started basically like sacrificing the the, the boundaries and, and the truth that, uh, you know, that I should have held on to that, that christ called me to do and so don't do it don't flirt to convert it's it's not worth it um now obviously there are some cases where by god's grace alone you know a person that you're close with gets saved but just for ease sake don't don't date a non-christian don't try to flirt it like don't try to flirt to convert it's not a good idea don't do it that's my piece of advice well done that was only one minute and 30 seconds so good job 
See, the timer isn't for me. Impressive, <laughs> impressive, but we're holding out for other <laughs> questions here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, so, so I guess the next. Yeah, segment two. Lydia, it's your turn. So, question number two. How far is too far? Oh dear. Now that is quite the question. I could probably spend about three hours talking about this, but I'm going to try my best to do it in three minutes just now. You can do it. <laughs> Thanks, Anne. I appreciate that. Um, so I would encourage you to think about um, physical touch as a form of communication of commitment and communication of intimacy, those two things. So even non-romantic physical touch communicates commitment and intimacy. You could hug your mum or dad and that communicates to them a level of commitment as a son or a daughter and a level of, of intimacy. It's not romantic intimacy, um, but knowing that your mum and dad have known you for their entire life. And so there's communication that's going on with that hug to your mum or your dad. And you translate that now to romantic physical touch um, and you think about, you know, the ultimate form of physical touch is, is sex. Um, and sex is the greatest form of communication of intimacy and of commitment. And sex should only be enjoyed within the boundaries of marriage. But we know that between like a hug or holding hands and, and sex, there's this massive continuum of, of different physical touch that you can enjoy and you can experience um, with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. So how far is too far? I would encourage you to think what is your level of intimacy emotionally, spiritually, mentally, intellectually, and what is your level of commitment? If you are not committed to somebody um, long term, I would say you shouldn't be kissing them. Um, because a kiss to me, I, I understand it as a communication of, of a long term commitment. Um, and so if you don't have that commitment with them, you shouldn't be enjoying that level of, of physical touch with them. Just in the same way that if somebody is engaged, um, but they're not married, they should not be having sex. Even though they intend to make that commitment for life, they have not yet made that commitment. Um, that commitment is not set in stone until they stand before God and make vows to one another. And until that happens, there isn't that commitment there that should then lead to having sex. So what form of um, physical touch should you enjoy? I would say what level of intimacy and what level of commitment do you have with your significant other? But a caveat to all of this is if something is leading you to lust, even if it seems super duper innocent, like giving a hug, um, then don't do that thing. The Bible tells us to be pure in our hearts and in our minds and to take drastic measures if needed for holiness. And so if doing something really innocent um, leads you to lust, then take a drastic measure and don't do that thing. And don't be afraid to reach out for help if you're really struggling with lust. You don't have to walk through that alone. You don't have to go through that alone. So um, I hope that helps. And there is my quick three minute answer. Okay, right. So, um... Question three. This one's for Hannah. What Ooh. should I look for in a potential boyfriend or girlfriend? Well, Irish, uh, bald head, <laughs> cute smile. <laughs> um, I I don't know because then everybody would have to marry you, and <laughs> that would. So if my nine-year-old self was answering this question, then um, she would say that he has to be able to knit and bake bread. 
Um, but thankfully, my nine-year-old self did not get to run that, and I have <laughs> significantly changed um, what I would say. So not that it's bad to be able to bake or, or knit or anything like that, but I think there are a few things that are probably a bit more important. So beyond having common interests in whoever you're looking at for a potential boyfriend or girlfriend and thinking they're cute, I think these are a few things that I would say you should look for. First of all, the most important thing is not, are they a Christian? And maybe you're thinking, what? But my my caveat to that is, are they a Christian that is actively following the Lord? Because there are loads of people out there that say, oh, I'm a Christian. But look at their walk with the Lord. What does their church life look like? How are they pursuing God personally? What is um, their rela- relationship with God like? Because um, you don't want just somebody who says they're a Christian. You want someone who is actively following the Lord. And that should also be a challenge to yourself as well. So that's the most important thing I would say. Um, I would say another thing to uh, look for is how do they treat others? Are they respectful to parents and authority people? It doesn't mean they have to have a perfect relationship with those people, but do they show respect to those people? Are they kind to others or are they just kind to you? Um, Look at how they treat other people. That was something my parents always told me and I thought was such a good um, thing to look for. If you're at university, so maybe if you're kind of on the upper end of being a teenager, early 20s, then I would say, does this person have a sort of kind of plan for their life? Not that they have to have everything figured out or even stick to that plan that they have, but are they just waiting around for something to happen or are they actively pursuing whatever God has put on their heart? I think that's something that's so important. Um, You don't want somebody who's just lazy. Ah, okay, almost done here. Um, The last one I would say is I think physical attraction is important. Um, It's not that your whole relationship should hinge on that, especially at the beginning, but it definitely um, is something that's important and should come over time. So yeah, I think those would be my top things that you should be looking for in a significant other. Nice. Yeah, I think those were great. Lydia, did you want to add something more, Simon? No, I was just going to say it's quite clear who who we need who we need the timer for anyway, and that's to say it's not Daryl or myself. <laughs> um, I just was throwing that out there. <laughs> So I'm just going to lead into this next segment. So each of us will have an answer for this. Um, The question is, what is the worst date you've been on? And for this one, we have one minute to answer this question each. So, and we're going to start with Simon since he hasn't had one yet. Um, Yeah. And we're saving the best one for last. Yeah, the best one for last. (laughs) So. Thanks for acknowledging that I'm part of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're glad to have you Okay, so. 50 seconds flat. Yeah. So uh, I once uh, took this. I really hope they're not less than those, but there's a high possibility. Well, I really don't care at this point. Um, uh, I once took this girl to uh, Disney on ice, I believe it was. And like all the frozen because she was a big Disney person. Uh, and that was really cool. Disney's great. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with Disney. Like I'm not mad, super into Disney, but I thought it was like a super like cute romantic idea. Like she'll love this. It's great. And I think she probably did. But I think at the end of the day, pretty much... Yeah, this is she only went because she really loved Disney and she didn't really love me. And then she, her brother, her brother was coming home from England uh, that weekend, and she was like, "Basically, I need to leave straight after this because I want to go see my brother." And so, yeah, that was it. Let's just say that was the beginning and the end. I knew it was 
burning a burning dumpster at that point time's up <laughs> so sad i think that's a bit harsh you're both in a better place now so <laughs> okay uh my was oh, my timer started okay my worst yep. date started bad because i asked him out and really liked him but I didn't know if he liked me and that's not me saying that girls should not ask guys out it was more one of those situations where I can look back now and it's totally clear he was never interested or he wasn't interested at that point but I just didn't pick up on that so he I asked him to go to ice cream after like this uh bible club thing that we were doing together and he agreed but then when we got there we like pulled our cars up next to each other and he never got out of his car and he was just sitting in there and I was like what do I do and so I just pretended to look at my phone for like literally 10 minutes until he finally got out of his car and then we went and had ice cream and it was probably the most awkward conversations we've ever had but at the end I still thought we were supposed to get married so you know thankfully it didn't happen that way and we're both now married to different people and everything turned out well in the end the end nice that was on time one minute on the dot i i tried nice <laughs> well done listen right. to that back in like less okay. slower speed so you can understand it <laughs> okay lydia are you ready in three yeah, yeah two, i'm ready one go for it Okay, so it was this guy who was working a security shift at church that night, and we were going to meet after his security shift, but long story short, we decided all he does on a security shift is sit there. So I'll just go and we'll have ice cream at church while he's sitting on his security shift. So um, I had gone and I got some gelato and I brought it back and he's sitting in the security shift and we're, and we're sitting there chatting about life, whatever. Um, and we turn around and we see this I see this man kind of walking down the stairs down toward the bathroom and he didn't look very well and then a few minutes later we discover that this man had lost his supper all over the foyer of the church and because my date was on was on security duty he had to clean it up so I'm sitting there on the stairs of the church eating my gelato while my date is inside cleaning up vomit off of the carpet of the church which by the way he did a very good job and it smelled like rainbows and flowers after he was done but it was disgusting so I call that the the vomit date and it was bad we never went out ever again Lydia that that really wasn't his fault though gosh Yeah, you no, get but the details that actually matter. I know. <laughs> Goodness. All right, you know what? Just for the sake of the story, I'll let her go another 15 seconds. How about uh, that? That's not fair. Double okay, standard thanks. here for your girlfriend. So. 15 seconds. So after this vomit thing, we, we went on a walk in the rain and we had one umbrella and he insisted that we share it. So we walked awkwardly close under this way too small umbrella and I really wasn't into him. And it felt way more like a job interview than the date. And he ended up asking me what my strengths and weaknesses were. And it just ended very, very badly. So that's it. The end. All right. We have saved the best for last. Oh dear. Is my time already? This better be good. You've, you've yes. Oh, this off. is good. And go. All right. So I was 16. I met this girl through a mutual friend. We decided to go have lunch. No, a movie and then lunch. Okay, movie was at 11.30, and then that's that. 
I get to the mall at about 11.50 and I text her saying, hey, let me know when you're here. Okay, 11.30 rolls around, she's not there. 12 o'clock rolls around, she's not there. 12.30 rolls around, I text her saying, hey, where are you? She didn't text me. Anyways, one o'clock rolls around and she finally shows up. And by the way, I'd already bought the tickets at this point. She's like, I'm so sorry, you know, I, it, stuff happened, la da 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 whatever. So I was like, okay, that's fine, let's just go do lunch. So we do lunch, okay? And we're sitting down, we order everything. She ordered a lot of stuff, actually. But anyways, um, 15 about seconds. 10 minutes, 10 minutes in after talking, okay, she stands up and says, oh, I need to go. My boyfriend said we, he wants to hang out. Oh, so he no. Left. <laughs> um, so that's that. <sighs> that's did pretty you, bad. Did you not ask her beforehand, do you have a boyfriend or anything like that? I mean, <laughs> like, okay, she was extremely flirty, so I, I didn't think to ask because that's terrible you know it just on her part not yours it seemed painfully obvious but yes it was an awful awful date and yeah i'll never talk to her again and i found out that she lives five minutes away from the mall so i don't know what she was up to that made her late but you know anyways so for the next couple of questions we're gonna have the guys answer and then the girls answer so for these you have two minutes each to answer the question so we're going to start with the guys. So we'll start with Simon specifically. What is one piece of advice you have for the guys out there as they are thinking about dating? All right, I got this two minutes. So I have two things, two initiations that uh, guys, you got to do. Okay. And I, I say these with a caveat that I was not very good at these, but now having been through the whole scene, this is, these are the barriers you got to break you got to be initiators, okay? So I'm not just talking about initiating and dating as in being the one that goes up and asks a girl out. Um, that is what I'm going to get to in a second. But I think even more importantly is initiating just going and talking to girls is very helpful. Um, and I was poop at this. So I, mean, I think that's... A, but I, it is. It's so important. I think too what... I think often we, we put it like it's like this huge thing like 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 it's just like this massive thing to go and talk about a girl talk to about a girl talk to a girl it's not so go initiate good conversation okay uh, and and just talk to them and left. get to know them okay that is key okay and be bold and be confident enough to do that don't be arrogant but be bold and be confident and and go and have good conversation and then when those good conversations start going places and you start to realize that you know you like this girl whatever it happens to be then be the one to initiate the dating and go and ask the girl out okay do that that is your role as a man you need to do this and so those are my two things initiate the conversation and then initiate the dating and when you do those two things and you both do them well and you do them confidently and boldly then Hey, presto, you'll be going somewhere. <laughs> okay, right. So, on to my piece of advice for the guys. Is my timer set? Yeah, go. All right. Be intentional and open from as early as possible. So, if you guys heard the last few episodes, I um, was quite awkwardly uh, very open from the very beginning with Lydia that I Extremely. liked her. Extremely. I know. Okay, you don't have to like. You don't have like the second you think they're attractive. You don't have to go up to them and say like, "I think you're cute. I want to date you." That's what I'm gonna do from now on. That's kind of weird. You don't have to do that. But no, you could you just stare at them on Zoom for a minute before you do that. <laughs> <laughs> they're cutting. Into just be my creepy. Time. 
I have precious okay, well, time we'll, you're making. We'll add 15 more seconds. Thank you. Go. But look, seriously, as early as possible, okay, just make it known. Don't keep them guessing, you know. Again, sort of building off what Simon said, just initiate, you know, tell them that you like them from early on. Don't keep them guessing. Don't hurt them by making them confused. And it's for your sake, too. It's better to know if they like you back or not from early on. You're wasting her time and your time. So get a move on. Um, and, yeah, you want to be honest. Um, you don't want to just sneak around and, like, and this, the, the intentionality, it's not just with dating the girl. It's also with, you know, talking to her parents or whatever. Like, be intentional, be open, be honest from the very beginning. Trust me, it'll save you a lot of trouble down the line. And well that's done. it. You didn't even nice. need your extra time. That's amazing. I like that. Uh, okay, we're going to go back to the guys again. Now we're asking, what's one ad- piece of advice you have for the girls? So oh, now the guys are going to speak to the girls. Oh, dear. Uh, Simon, we're going to stop. start with you again. Ready? Two more minutes on the clock. And go. All right, cool. Okay. I have no idea, Daryl, what you're going to say. I'm, real, I'm actually super excited about that. So I feel like, you know, in Congress, I want to yield my time. Um, no. So one of the big things, there you go, wasting time, Simon. One of the things I feel, now girls tell me if I'm wrong in this, but I feel girls um, get trapped in the idea because like image is such a big thing, then they feel like that, you know, they have to be looking like 100% every single time. And so they spend a lot of time in all in makeup and like literally hours. And I want to stress, like that's not bad. I don't think makeup's bad. So I'm not one of those guys, okay? And I think it's good to dress up nice and all of that. And I think... That's fine. But I think that there's a line between dressing like pretty and looking nice and looking like feminine, I could even say, and then crossing the line and looking like looking fake. And I don't mean that to sound harsh. I don't mean it to be harsh, but it's just a fact. And I just want to say personally, I don't know if Daryl will back me up on this, but I feel for me that puts guys off. Okay. I would much rather a girl just like dress how yeah. she feels comfortable and be like dre- and look nice but be herself at the same time because you don't want it to be that you know six months in the relationship the girl that you first started dating she looks completely different because she does so much to her hair and to her face and to everything that i'm not trying to be rude she looks completely different so and that's i really i'm trying to take a step back seconds. that is really not to be rude okay so i want to say this confidently girls and i can i've said this to hannah okay you can look beautiful without having to go to everything that you know boots is selling or whatever the latest cosmetic is okay use were you can look fantastic okay and be confident in that but just don't Ten overdo seconds. it because that will put guys off and that's yeah that's my advice okay. and so go for it i just want to sort of add to what simon said and i agree with him i think girls don't can we put this as a side note don't time this i just think it's important um yes is that okay yes go ahead. i'm so wi- i'm so ready for this look okay it's okay like yeah don't be fake we want you for who you are you know we want you to be who christ Fact. has made you to be um now it's okay if you like makeup um we want we i i value the hard work girls put into makeup and lydia knows this i 
Just fun fact. I, I'm the guy. I buy her makeup. <laughs> this is true. I feel like Not... you're all you continually say things that just sound creepy. Like I, I stare at Lydia on Zoom. I buy her makeup. It's not. I, I heard that. Don't use up his time. Don't let it kick out. It's not because she needs it. It's like point is right. Okay, just dress up. You know, don't just dress up the way you want. Don't try to impress us by trying to do things that you know for the sake of what society says. Just. Be you. Now, okay, on to my, my point. All right, so my, my piece of advice for girls is this. You can start my timer now. It is okay to show interest first. It is fine. If you like a guy, and look, we're completely oblivious to a lot of things, okay? So just tell us. It literally does no harm. Now, I'm not saying that girls, you know, should be the one to initiate and to move things along. But sometimes guys can appreciate a little help. You know, how would I know if you liked me if I didn't even know you existed? You know, so get in there and like tell us. Right. And it's OK. You know, even ask us out to, to coffee or something. That's fine. Um, but yeah, if the guy doesn't go further than that, then the guy doesn't go further than that. Um, and then he just didn't want to initiate. Or if he does like you, but he doesn't do that, then that's on him. But it's okay to tell a guy that you like him. It's fine. We'd appreciate it. But yeah, that's my thing. I don't know how I, I don't know how I feel about that. See, we can agree to disagree. I think it's true. He said within reason. (laughs) Within reason. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) <laughs> Look, I'm confident enough for a girl to tell me she likes me. Well, not now, because I don't like anyone else but Lydia. But if a girl told me she likes me, then, you know, she likes me. So it's fine. Now, if then, you know, and that's, and then as a guy, that's a responsibility to either tell her politely that, hey, I'm not that interested, or for you to take it and go. Uh, I'm not saying to take away the, the, you know, the intentionality and the pursuit aspect of the guys, but... It's okay to put in that little hint or a little pointer from the girls. That's fine. Anyways, I, I think, and I think the point is here because we've talked about this. Um, that it's to make the first move. Like I think we've talked about it, kind of like a a fire. Like the girl can hand the man the the wood and the matches, but then it's his job to start the mm-hmm. fire. Um, so yeah. girls, don't keep pushing it along. If you ask yeah. him out for coffee and he doesn't take it and run with it, don't do it again um yeah but that's that's helpful yeah no that's even helpful yeah i think that's good okay i'm much more comfortable with this idea now that's good <laughs> thank you Lydia. i love you all right oh, i love you too Aww. what a great okay. initiative statement there <laughs> you guys just stop this is going on the internet <laughs> good all right so that's that for the guys now on to the girls what is one piece of advice that you have for the guys i'll go first do you have my timing yeah go for it okay so this is a piece of advice that i think applies no matter who you are or what stage of life you're in but i think it really will help in dating as well is to seek christ first um if you're wanting a girl who is christ-like then you need to be christ-like as well because a christ-like girl is going to be attracted to a christ-like guy now this is not don't just seek Christ for the sake of attracting girls because that's not the point and that's not going to work and you're not actually going to end up being like Christ in that scenario. Um, but whether you like a girl and she doesn't like you, um, whether 
a bunch of girls like you and you don't know what to do with it, well, no matter what situation you're in, just seek Christ. Um, and as you become like him, you will have wisdom to know how to handle these situations. And then you'll be able to lead well, because that's that's what your role is, which we've been talking about in a dating relationship. Lead like Christ. Um, so seek him, become like him, and that will give you what you need to be able to lead well um, and treat a woman with respect the way that she wants to be treated. That's it. Cool. Great timing. On to Hannah. Um, so at first I was kind of thinking the same things that basically Daryl and Simon said about initiating. I think that was one of the things that drove me crazy as a single girl wondering whether this guy liked me or not when it seemed like he was giving me signals and all of that. So wholeheartedly agree with that, but I don't want to repeat um, that and say the same thing over again. So I think my other thought that I would add to the advice so far is guys, be purposeful in your life, whether that's in high school or whether you're in university, be purposeful in what you're doing. Have some sort of plan. Don't just be taking things as they come to you. Not that you have to be like the super organized over the top person that's like, I'm going to achieve this and this and this and this, but just have purpose with how you live your life, that you're doing things um, for a reason. Because I know that that's something that is really attractive to a girl to see a guy that's pursuing things, whether that's her as a person, whether that's the Lord, whether that's um, a career or a sport or something. It's, it's, it's really attractive to see a guy that's just purposeful in how they're living their life and not just being lazy. So be purposeful in how you live your life and what you do. Right on time. Cool. We'll go on to the next question for the girls then. What's one piece of advice that you have for the girls? Okay, I can uh, kick us off with this. We have my time. Okay, so I would say to know your worth um, and expect a man to lead you and pursue you. We've talked a lot about men being initiators and men being leaders. Um, and ladies, this takes faith for you to be able to step back and let them do it. Now, I agree with Daryl that it's not bad to go up and if, if, you, if you really like a guy and he seems oblivious and he's completely just not aware that you like him, it's okay to tell him. It's okay to, as I say, give him the wood and the matches, but then step back and let him start the fire. And if he does not start the fire, then you need to back away because you are worth more than that. Um, you should be a guy should be chasing you. A guy should love you and and be bold enough to pursue you. Um, and if, if you're the one doing the pursuing, if you're the one doing the chasing, that's just, it's just not good. That's not your place. And that's, that doesn't show your worth in Christ. Um, so, so be willing and be courageous enough to let a man pursue you. And if no one is pursuing you right now, I know what a difficult spot that is to be in, especially if you want to be in relationships so badly, go to the Lord and know that he is pursuing you every moment of every day and even now I am being pursued by a man and I still have to remember that Christ is my number one pursuer and he is the place where I find all my satisfaction and all my joy so know that that Christ is your number one pursuer and then step back and let a man pursue you and don't take that role on for yourself Yes, I just want to say a hearty amen to what all Lydia said, because it is so true. And I know that I hated when I was single and people would say to me, you know, like, 
who were married, the things like that. But it is so true. And being a married person now, I can still say that Simon does not fulfill every single desire and thing that I have in my life and in my heart. It is only the Lord who can really fill that space. Um, so yes. And then I think my one piece of advice would be to find an older Christian woman who can be a mentor to you because there's so much more I was, I could, I was thinking about that I could say here and it just seemed really hard to narrow everything down. Um, so I really think the best thing for you to do is find someone who can say those things to you, whether that's your mom or a relative or someone at your church, someone who's not a gossip and someone who you can trust and you can talk to about all the different things in your relationships because there's so many unknowns about dating and emotions and all this stuff. And especially when you're younger, it can be so difficult to know what to do or to see pitfalls or to just have good perspective about what's going on on the outside. So have someone you trust who loves you and who loves the Lord and who can help you in this um, because that is just so valuable. And don't be afraid to ask for it. I know that it's it's a lot of older women don't necessarily go and approach younger girls and say like, hey, can I mentor you? But most of them, if they're asked by a younger woman, hey, would you be a mentor to me? Are just would love to do that. Um, it's, it's something they would have just maybe never thought of or didn't feel bold enough to ask for. So definitely don't be afraid to initiate that. And just, I want to put one caveat on my advice to the guys. Living a purposeful life does not mean you have to have everything figured out in your life either. <laughs> you you can still live a purposeful life and still have your purposes and your plans change. So just be purposeful in how you're pursuing the Lord, the girl that you're going for, and what you're doing with your life. That's those are my advice. Cool. Thank you, Lydia and Hannah. Right. We're going to wrap this up with the last question that Simon will tackle. All right. So what if I struggle with sexual sin? Simon, go for it. All right. Yeah, this is a big question. Um, and it's probably the reason why it's left here to the end. The first thing to say uh, about this is that sex is not bad. Okay. Uh, it was created by God. Uh, and it is a good thing, but it was created specifically uh, for within the bounds of marriage. Now, we may get to that in another podcast, So, but that's important to state that from the outset. So the specifics of this question, like what if you do struggle with sexual sin of any nature, okay? Well, the first thing you got to do, particularly if you're a Christian, is you got to confess that to God, okay? Remember that if you're a Christian, then all of your sin is forgiven. It is under the blood, if you want to use that. That's a traditional saying of mine in terms of traditional circles, but it means it's forgiven, okay? And that's that's an important point to start with. And even though you won't feel like going to God, you must go to God and you must confess that sin and repent of it. The second thing I would encourage you to do is to find someone that you trust, someone that you can can be like an accountability partner and, and, and tell them. And again, that can be difficult, okay? Find someone that's really important because then they can hold you accountable. They can check up on you and ask how you're doing. Uh, and that, yeah, just literally halves your burden in a sense because that you know that someone else is looking out for you. Uh, and then so thirdly, and as quickly as I can, just give some practical advice on how you can do that. So within the context of a dating relationship, okay, if you're struggling with that, if you're struggling with the physical aspects of your relationship and you're really scared or very close to, to crossing some kind of uh, boundaries, okay, uh, particularly in relation to sex, 
you really need to take some drastic steps to mitigate that, okay, to stop that from happening. So again, maybe have another couple or an older, wiser Christian, someone that knows about your relationship, people that you trust, and confess that to them and tell them to hold you accountable, as we've mentioned. But things you can do yourself, just don't spend a ton of time together alone, okay? Of course you need to be together, but do it in groups, do it in a, in a different setting where it's more secure and more safe. Uh, but if really needs be, honestly, if it's a massive problem, then maybe there's other things you need to consider and maybe you just need to actually just take a step back from that because uh, I can assure you that if you go down that, if anyone goes down that path, it's destructive, okay? Because all sin is destructive, particularly uh, sex outside the context of marriage can bring all kinds of consequences. Quickly, if it's in relationship to uh, pornography or online uh, sexual things that can pop up all over the place. And the problem with this is, of course, we all know that this is everywhere, okay? It's all over the internet. It's Even when you're not looking for it, you find it at times and it pops up. So I want to encourage you that there are things you can do. And as someone who has struggled in, in, that, uh, in the past as well, there are things you can do, okay? Accountability is another big one, but there are uh like software and browsers that you can put on your computer and stuff that block basically you've been able to go on those uh websites and stuff so that's what i encourage you to look those things up so i think that's pretty much it but remember uh find grace in christ and and flee to him and he's the one that will give you the grace to overcome it i'll wrap it there yeah um, just to add on to that little last point right there um, that Simon mentioned, if, you'd or, if you have already fallen in either of these areas, don't feel discouraged that you can't come back from that either in a relationship or personal context. Absolutely. Good point. So we've covered a lot of different topics in this season. We've talked about relationships with friends and parents and siblings and, of course, guy-girl dating relationships. We've gone through the book of James. There's so much that we've gone through. Um, And we know that God has so much to say about each of these topics. But remember that we can't keep his word without his spirit inside of us. It's so important. It can be so easy to look at each of these things and feel burdened with all these things that we have to do. And if you don't know him, um, then today you can trust in Jesus and he can take your sin and you can walk the way that he wants you to. Um, And if you do know him already, then rely on him and continue trusting him every day to make you more and more like him. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Connected Podcast. And thank you for joining us for this whole season. Uh, We love having you here. We love producing all this for you. Um, And we hope you've enjoyed it. And don't worry, we are planning to come back for a second season. For the time being, keep an eye out on our social media page on Instagram. Our handle is at connected.podcast. And make sure to to keep in touch. Let us know what you guys think about the season. Let us know what things you want us to talk about in future seasons or episodes. Um, And if you haven't listened to the rest of the season, and this is the first or second episode that you've gotten into, make sure to listen to everything we've put out so far um, as you wait for us to release the second one. We hope you have a great day and we are excited to bring you the next season. This podcast is brought to you by Child Evangelism Fellowship of Britain. However, our opinions are our own and don't necessarily represent the organization or any other individuals we may mention. Thank you again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and to season one of The Connected Podcast and see you next time.